Delicious meets nutritious in the snack that packs a real protein punch, wonderful pistachios. Each one-ounce serving of wonderful pistachios has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value and making wonderful pistachios one of the highest protein nuts. But perhaps more than that, I love all of the flavors they have. Their sea salt and vinegar ones are my favorite when I'm craving that flavor but want to keep it healthy. But that's just the tip of the iceberg. Wonderful pistachios come in a variety of flavors, like chili roasted, honey roasted, smoky barbecue, and jalapeno lime, perfect for enjoying with family and friends or taking them with you on the go. Whether you're a pistachio purist who loves cracking open every nut or you prefer the convenience of no-shells pistachios, Wonderful Pistachios has got you covered. Grab Wonderful Pistachios and elevate your snacking game today. So fill up with a healthy snack when hunger strikes. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. That's wonderfulpistachios.com. It's another Q&A edition of Optimal Health Daily, episode 2284, and I'm Dr. Neil, your host of the show. Welcome back to another Friday show where I answer your questions. On all the other days, I read health and fitness blogs to you like an audiobook, with permission from the authors, of course. Now, I'll let you know how you can send in your own question at the end of the show, plus get our workbook for free for doing so. But for now, let's hear today's question and start optimizing your life. Today's question came via email. Melissa writes, Hi, Dr. Neil. I've been lifting weights three to four times per week for a little over a year. While I am seeing some changes to my body composition, I'm still around 30% body fat. So many women in my lifting class talk about incorporating creatine and talk about its importance for building muscle. But I'm wondering if you have to be at a certain level of body fat for it to be effective. Thank you for producing such a wonderful podcast. I enjoy listening to all of the OLD podcast shows each day. Thank you so much for taking the time to send in your question, Melissa. And I'm so happy to hear that you've been lifting weights three to four times a week for over a year. That is not something that's easy to do. Many people would have stopped by now. So first, I wanted to congratulate you for that. And thank you so much for listening to all of the shows in our network. Now, before I discuss creatine and its effectiveness on performance and muscle growth, I wanna start with a quick disclaimer. I am not sponsored by any supplement manufacturer. My goal is to always tell you the truth to the best of my knowledge. More often than not, my information comes from published research studies. By drawing from research studies, I'm hoping that what I report to you comes from a minimally biased perspective. This is because when we rely on other people's experiences with supplements, meal plans, workout routines, whatever, there's a really high probability that what they're doing may not work for you at all. This is why we need well-designed studies so we can try and figure out if creatine supplements, for example, work for most people. Also, please know that each supplement manufacturer is different. Some follow strict quality and purity standards. Others don't. So, before you buy a supplement, it's best to research the manufacturer first. Or, at the very least, look for purity and quality symbols on the supplement packaging, like an NSF or USP symbol. Okay, now finally, let's get to your question. First, I wanna talk about what creatine actually is. Creatine is a compound that the liver naturally produces. Now, it's not specific 
to human livers. I'll get into that in a second. Creatine's really interesting because some researchers call it an amino acid, whereas others refer to it as a metabolite. Either way, here's what we can agree on. Most animals, really any animal with a liver, including us humans, make creatine naturally. The term creatine is actually a shortened version of creatine's full name, creatine phosphate, or phosphocreatine. When you buy creatine as a supplement, you may see it called creatine monohydrate. I'll discuss why that is in a bit. But basically, after the liver makes creatine in the form of creatine phosphate, it gets sent through the bloodstream to our muscles. Because this same process occurs in animals, if at any point we consume animal flesh, like beef, chicken, fish, pork, and so on, we consume small amounts of creatine. So what does creatine do when it's in our muscles or when we eat it? Well, creatine helps our muscles generate energy. More energy in the muscles may mean more strength and endurance, and we want both of these effects when we're working out or competing. This is why creatine supplementation is so common. You asked whether creatine works best at a certain level of body fat or at a certain body composition level. From what I've seen among published research studies, no. Body fat doesn't seem to change creatine's effectiveness. Instead, other factors, like current level of fitness, for example, whether you're a beginner or seasoned athlete, and training volume are more important. This is because the most important factor when building bigger muscles is simply using them. All the protein and creatine supplements in the world won't help unless we create a demand for those nutrients. You have to make the muscles hungry for those nutrients. Without that, all of the extra protein and creatine in the world won't be used to build bigger muscles. Instead, the body will probably just excrete them. To create this demand, again, we need to work the muscles, and as the muscles get bigger, they're able to store more creatine. Now, for those that are beginners, just starting out with, let's say, weightlifting, they're gonna see greater gains. They're gonna see gains happen faster. That's just the nature of starting out. But if we've been working out for a year, let's say, those gains will not come as quickly. And this is regardless of whether a person is taking creatine as a supplement or not. Now, for training purposes, the American College of Sports Medicine recommends aiming for a range of three to five repetitions. This rep range is designed to help increase muscular strength, and this will help build those larger muscles and may help with body composition. If you can perform more than five repetitions, that means the weight may be too light. You can perform multiple sets of this same exercise with the goal of achieving three to five repetitions per set. Just know that when you lift heavy like this, you need a longer break in between sets to recover and regain your strength. So rest those muscles for two to three minutes in between the sets. Now let's get back to creatine supplementation. If you and your healthcare provider do decide that using creatine supplements is right for you, then you wanna make sure you buy the right kind of supplement. The body seems to respond best when it's supplemented with creatine monohydrate as opposed to its other forms like creatine pyruvate. Now, in general, studies have found that for most people, creatine supplementation is safe, provided that, again, the product is free of impurities and the dosing instructions are followed. For those with pre-existing kidney disease, creatine supplementation is not recommended. This is, again, because any excess or unused creatine in the body has to be removed or excreted, and the kidneys 
are mainly responsible for that. This may then place the kidneys under extra stress. So the bottom line is that body fat or body composition probably doesn't make creatine more or less effective. But more importantly, we need to create a demand for that creatine. That means performing some resistance training consistently, which, Melissa, it sounds like you're already doing, and incorporating some heavier lifts. Thank you again so much for the question, Melissa. Now, if you want to send your questions in, and if you're in the U.S., we'll physically mail you a copy of our 216-page hardcover workbook totally free. If you're outside of the U.S., we'd be happy to provide you an electronic version. Remember, you can email a question to health at oldpodcast.com. That's health at oldpodcast.com. Or if you want your voice played on the show, come by oldpodcast.com slash ask. And you can always do it the old-fashioned way and call in your question. The number is 161-I-LOVE-O-H-D. That's 1-614-568-3643. All right, that'll do it for today. Thank you so much for listening every day and all the way through. And I'll see you back here tomorrow over the weekend where your optimal life awaits.